Okay, everybody, we are here to give y'all some more good stuff today on Megasheen. Yes, indeed. What's up, peoples? Doing really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a crazy, crazy week so far. Yeah, it's uh, the end of the day for I'm, us, so we are kind of all over the place today, but we're here for y'all. Yeah. Um... So how you been, uh, Victor? I've been pretty good. Um, I'm I'm trying to not be petty because I had an issue that happened this week, and I'm trying not to be petty about it. Like I'm trying to be happy about it, but it comes down to like, you know, that was somebody that I liked, and we kind of liked each other, but we didn't really put it together, and then we let it, you know, just slip on because we both wasn't really ready, but then the other person just said that they met somebody, and I'm trying not to be petty, but I think a part of it is a mix with jealousy and the fact that I am my pride. So I'm dealing with that, but that was earlier this week, and it's kind of gone now, but I'm kind of laughing at myself for being petty about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you know, everybody's human, so I'm entitled to my petty. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> that's the real <laughs> deal, people. I'm, I'm sharing all my my tea with everybody right now. But yeah, it is. It's funny because I'm looking at it like I didn't really lose anything. Like we're still friends, but then I think it's more about I don't like to lose. That's right. that's my whole issue, control issues I have. So I don't like to lose. So that's what I feel like. But at the end of the day, there's no need to be upset. So I'm really not upset. Oh, well, that sounds like a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not much is going on over here on my side. I'm just all swept up in the Olympics. Mm. Uh, I do enjoy watching all these different sports uh, and whatnot. Um, And these thirst traps that are out there, my God. Yes, there are a lot. They're too young for me, though. They're all like 22, (laughs) 24. I'm like, I can't do anything with that. I mean, I work in education. So to me, these are students that I either have to teach or discipline or write a recommendation for. So I don't even look at them in that sense. (laughs) But, uh, you know, some of these, you know, some of these athletes are just too, like, in shape. And that makes me also jealous. But, you know... (laughs) I'm happy that we are representing. I'm happy that Leslie Jones is representing America. Um, she is over there now. If y'all haven't been following Leslie Jones, the actress and comedian from um, SNL, she was on um, Ghostbusters. She has been on Twitter, lighting it up with her tweets about. Her tweets are insanely like crazy funny. Like I love it. It's like what you do at home. I love it. And now she's in Rio, and she's having a good time, too, celebrating um, our wins and our gold wins, celebrating Simone being black, being a champion, being a queen. So it's amazing. Um, I've been checking that part out. Um, Listen, can we stop for a minute? And I don't think people realize how dominant Simone is on in gymnastics. Like, she is winning. She is scalping them bitches left and right. Yes. When she wins, usually in gymnastics, it's determined by, like, maybe a tenth of a point. Mm-hmm. She's beating these girls, like, one, two, sometimes three points. That is, like, unheard of. Yes. She is mopping the floor with these bitches. And 
smiling all the way to the top. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing, and I love it. I love that um, the U.S. team in gymnastics is very diverse. It's very diverse. Yes. Compared to what it was back in the 80s when I was growing up. So it was very nice to see the very diverse group that they're winning, that they're championing each other. Um, and I want people to stop, stop talking about the black girl's hair and how it needs to be. Let me, let me say something. <laughs> all of you, all of y'all who ain't doing nothing there. Nothing there to the greatness that these young women are doing. Gabby, Simone, y'all need to have several seats in an abandoned building in Afghanistan because it doesn't make any sense for y'all sitting here talking about their edges and their hair looks nappy. So what? They out here sweating and jumping and winning. Go, what are you doing? Going to Popeyes, going to Walmart, hanging out in Target, waiting on that that five dollar um discount to come up on your iPhone. No. They are out here winning gold. Until you are accomplishing something like what they're accomplishing, then y'all need to just shut the hell up. I'm sitting here like, really? Y'all gonna talk about, ooh, look at her hair. It looks a mess. I'm like, this girl is out here. Just, uh, Ask uh, them to do a uh, tumble. Let me say, until y'all make history, have a seat. They're making history. What are you doing? Making cheeseburgers. Holding on to a man who don't love you. That's what y'all doing. Quietus you know, is cap. Let's let's get into that tea. I know, but we we're not going. This is not us getting into y'all trash today. We're gonna get into our stuff today. <laughs> gonna talk about Gabby's hair. I'm like, y'all, come on, grow up, be be right. be real women, and stop this foolishness. Stop. But anyway. We're gonna have some different tea. We'll have Aunt May's tea. We're gonna get into some of the stuff that's been happening in the geek and gay world this week. So yeah, let's... Aunt May's tea is kind of it's hot. Yeah, it's, it's hot because we yes it is, and we're gonna start it out with Luke Cage. So if y'all have not seen this trailer, you are a fool. Y'all need to see this trailer. It's <laughs> out and is giving so much life, so much life. Yeah, it's it killed me and brought me back to life. Yes. And then killed me again, and it brought me back to life. Lazarus. It was so gritty, so... It reminded me of New York Undercover, but even grittier than that. Yeah. Um, it Just all of the different imagery. Uh, there was one scene where Luke Cage is going down the hall, and he's getting shot at. And you know, obviously, those mm-hmm. bullies ain't doing shit to him. And he has his hood on, and I don't know if people realize that the day that that trailer dropped was the anniversary of Trayvon Martin when he was murdered. I didn't so think of that. A lot of, I think the uh, people at Luke Cage did that on purpose to signify that imagery that you can, you can't kill us, and there not be a legacy left behind. Um, it was. I can't wait till this drops. I think it's what September thirtieth. Yeah, I might have to call into work. Some people have talked about that. I know that's not Labor Day weekend, is it? Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. Well, I might be at work, but who knows? Because you know, <laughs> I may be able to shut my office door and just sit here and just watch it and be able to join everybody else. But yes, it, the trailer looks really good. I love the fact that he is wearing a hoodie. I love the fact that it's un, it's unapologetically black. I love and and very diverse because it was a lot of 
people of color in this thing. I love that we're going to see um, Alfred Wooder play. She's going to play a villain. And, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be fun. You know, oh, I, yes, I can't wait yes. to see her as, as Black Mariah. So I want to see what this is going to be about. I like that. I like that even they gave a little nod to the classic outfit. I like that. I'm glad we won't be seeing it with his um, Wonder Woman bracelets. But, you know, besides that, uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think Mike is going to kill it. I just, I'm just excited for it. There's just so much that when you think about what this show is going to be and what it represents, it's a lot. They're honoring one of their oldest, one of their oldest people of color they've had in, in, in the comic world and Marvel. And it's going to be really great. I can't wait to see it. Especially got Misty Knight in it finally. We're going to have uh, another black royalty of Marvel in it. Uh, Misty Knight, natural hair, looking good, looking fresh. She's going to be kicking ass and I can't wait. And she wait. is solid. Uh, Simone Missick yes. that plays Misty Knight. She, I uh, heard uh, her on other podcasts. She's putting in work. And she looks like it too. She like, looks like it too. I'm like, oh lord, look at her. Jealous again. My body is snatched. Simone, girl, you are killing it, and we can't wait to see. I need you. her trainer. <laughs> yes, we, well, I need her trainer so I can pass out in ten minutes. But yes, we're we all excited for this, and y'all, if you haven't seen this trailer. Um, we have it up on our website, The Megachine. So if you haven't seen it, go over there and check it out there because it's amazing. I've watched it more than I need to, but I'm excited for it. So I'm looking forward to that. I really am. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. So in other news, of, uh, where, uh, we, it was announced that Black Manta is mm. going to be in Aquaman. Yes. So the first thing that came across my mind was like okay so that was, was a no-brainer because who else is gonna go up against aquaman you know he Nothing. doesn't have any real <laughs> villains he don't he really doesn't he's like his villains are like shared villains right so black manta should be and will i i, I they, they i've heard back and forth but i think it is gonna be black manta i love that black manta is a black man so yeah. we get a black villain. And I I have this thing about people of color being villains. I like it. I like it because it's good to have diversity in who we are as people. So I'm right. fine with that. Um, I hope they pick someone that's a little bit older because some people get it twisted. They have to, Black Manta is a little bit older than Aquaman. And okay. so I hope, you know, whoever they pick is, they can pick somebody, you know, that we know. I think Wesley Snipes will be a great Black Manta he plays the hell out of the villain. Yeah, and he's very good at that. Or um, Mabu um, D.B. Waterside, uh, Woodside, I can't say his name, but he was um, Principal Wood and Buffy. He can, he's on Lucifer right now. He can do it. Oh, he can do it. But I'll probably root for him because I'll be like, you know, you know. But don't, no, I can't. Because Mabu is, is yeah, Uncle Jason Man. Yeah, Jason Momoa's in it, so. so. I'm going to be caught between two lovers. What am I going to do about that? Take them both home. I guess I have to have the good and the bad, the better with the sweet. Like Hanley <laughs> Bell said, "Take the bitter with the sweet," and that's what I'm gonna have to do. But all right now. But yes, Black Manta is gonna be in this. is gonna be great. I, you know, I'm actually looking a little forward to Aquaman. I mean, it could be a mess like the others, but I guess yeah. I'm gonna give it. I'm, I'm gonna give it a little slide because it has my boo in it. So I'm gonna be right there. And if somebody, you know, say something ugly, I'm gonna have to throw a shoe at them. But besides that. <laughs> I'm I'm here for Aquaman. I am. 
Yeah, I'm interested to see how they portray him on the big screen. I'm just very weary and hesitant to put all my eggs in this basket since we have uh, two strikes on (laughs) Mad vs. Sad and Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. And, you know, know, since the week has died down about Suicide Squad, I still struggle with what we got because when you I, I think when the dust is settled you still have a mess and um, mm, I hope that they're sitting down and having conversations today about you know just what they need to do in the next episode because Wonder Woman is the next movie and while I am hopeful for it and Patty Jenkins is a pretty good director I I screenwriters they got a well, the script writers, they have to do something about making shit that makes sense. Yeah. You know, these big-ass plot holes that you could put a 767 in. Like, yeah. come on now. Yeah, they got to do better than that. They really do. And speaking of Suicide Squad, they're under some more fire because apparently um, it looks like they have, you know, kind of copied this... Um, this artist, um, Di Edward, Edward, I, I'm saying the name, to- last name totally wrong, but um, this person um, is a South African group. He's a part of this group um, saying that, that their style was copied. And so um, if you actually look at this group, look at the, the, it's a man and a woman, if you look at them, you can't help but to wonder like, oh, I, I kind of see it. Mm-hmm. I kind of see it. Um, because it looks like, you know, that they kind of copy that style. And I get, you know, we always look for something that inspires us. I know, you know, when we are creating, you know, comics or whatever, we look to many pictures to maybe get our characters together. M- maybe. You know, I'm not going to say it, it's it's not true because we, I mean, look what happened at the damn... Um, RNC with Melania Trump, she basically stole Michelle's um, speech. So anything is possible, and then did it in the, in broad daylight. So I, you know, I, I looking at these pictures, I, I can't help but to be like, um, I, I can see it, I can see it, I really can see it, because I'm sitting here like, wow, it, it just looks so like it. So, yeah. Well, it's. They probably did, honestly. You know, who's to say? Nothing is really... Well, I take that back. Um, Being creative, you know, a lot of things are going to be similar, like you said. So maybe in a weird sense, they are similar, but who's to say? Suicide Squad and the people over at uh, DC, they got enough problems to deal with as far as getting a legit movie. It seems like DC is always trying to copy what Marvel does, but you have to look at what DC does in their own light, Mm -hmm. which is a mess, granted. But hopefully, you know, the third one is the charm. Mm -hmm. But I I just don't know what to say about them. They're, They're just got their backs against the wall. So, so that's why I probably believe that maybe they did because, you know, they had to get this movie together 
And, but again, if you look at the pictures, it just, mm, it looks like they were, insp- you know, I'll say this, I'll say inspired. I'll say inspired, like they were inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you are inspired by something, make sure that when you're in the interview, you can say like, oh, I was inspired by, you know, I saw this and I saw that. Just, you know, just to cover your own butt so you can, you can still be the creative person, but you can still give credit to so exactly mm. so in more uh jason momoa news yes he is in talks to be in the crow reboot uh now the crow i believe it was it was a uh, a comic book yes and then it was later turned into a movie yes that had uh the late brandon lee yeah uh, bruce lee's son mm-hmm. in it um i've never actually seen the crow um, so, I really, I'm, don't have any feelings against or for it, even though it is a reboot, and mm-hmm. I really cannot stand the majority of reboots. We'll mm-hmm. have to do, like, a whole nother show about reboots and how mm-hmm. they're so bad. Yeah. Um, but, I'm okay with this for right now. Uh, I'm biased. I, I am okay. I mean, mostly because of when I was... When the comic was out, comic was out many years ago, and I only got to see one. Um, one of my friends had it. He was from Hawaii, and he brought it with him, and so I saw it that way. And where I was from in Tennessee, I, we couldn't. We only got the basic comics. These wasn't really offered to us, and so I saw it. I was like, "This is really interesting." And then the movie came out, and I saw the movie. I went to the theater to see the movie. Um, we had to go to Paducah to see it, and uh, <laughs> it was pretty good um it was a good movie it's still i think it still holds to a degree um holds up to a little bit today um there was a scene that i really enjoyed where he uh helped out the mother she was like in on drugs and he grabbed her arm and the drugs like came out like she was doing heroin and, and he grabbed it and it just came out of her arm like it was some scenes that was really impressive um so whatever they do they may do it well but do I see Jason Momoa as the crow? And that's where I'm like, I don't see him as a as the crow. But we'll see what they do. I don't want to see him as the right. crow. I see him as maybe one of the characters, maybe one of the villains. But I, I'm, I'm not sure if I see my boo as the crow. Though. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because the crow is kind of slender. You know, he's kind of like Iceman. You know, he's kind of like slender... Um, and you know, my boo is just big as a house, you know, when he hold me at night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel I feel safe. <laughs> so, you know, I don't see I don't see my boo as this, but we you know, we'll see what happens because he may slim down for it. That's possible. Right. Too. Yeah, a lot of actors, um, you know, they'll bulk up and then and lose all the weight for a specific role. So, yeah, it's let's say to be determined. Yes. For that one. We'll say we'll say that, um, and then Snapchat. You know, Snapcake, Snap, wherever you are, y'all. I don't know. We just had this issue with y'all re- not too long ago. Not too long ago with the whole Bob Marley foolishness, but it seems that one of their new filters is is really doing a number with with the Asian community because it looks like that they're doing that old old time. Um, Caricature, yeah, caricature of, of this of the yellow face, and if you've seen it, um, we actually posted it up 
we tweeted about it actually, where it, where it has like the the eyes and the way the teeth kind of buck out the same way as those old caricatures did back in the day, um, and it just looks really bad. I don't think they realize what they did, but they need to check that because it looks offensive and it looks horrible, um, and we just. You know, and if you people are not familiar what that looks like, um, almost ten years ago, a little bit over ten years ago, there was a issue with Abercrombie and Fitch. They actually had a shirt that did that. Two Wongs would make it white. Um, that had no, they did. Well, you know what? Fuck <laughs> <Not them. laughs> Yeah, Abercrombie's already a mess, but they did something similar to that too, and. Um, it's very, very offensive. So if you haven't seen this, y'all, check this out because it looks offensive. Now, some people say they're overreacting, but it just does not look right, and a lot of people are offended. So, Snap Cake, y'all need to get it together because it's, you know, it's it's 2016, and I don't y'all can do, do better than that. Now, I heard they was trying to do anime. There's, If you're trying to do that, then you use big eyes. I see. that That's going to come off as offensive as well because I don't trust... <laughs> One time, maybe. The second time, okay, I'm side-eyeing you down. Let's see, the third time, I know it's going to happen. It's either going to happen with the Muslims uh, or some Middle Eastern people or Japanese or Native Americans. It's You know what? I don't use Snapchat, and this is further evidence that I don't need to be on that social media app. I don't use Snapcake either, and so uh, I call it Snapcake, but I don't use that. <laughs> I think that's what, the, that's what the younger kids do, and that's fine and plus instagram has stole this their ideal (laughs) instagram just like ran up in their house stole their recipe and just bolted Uh, yeah yeah that's what they did they basically did they just added some paprika into it now they've changed the recipe but it's still the same recipe so you know we ain't we even got to go over there we can just stay over there in instagram world and do stuff but yeah y'all need to check that that looks a mess um, and it's just not it's just not right. Y'all know it's not right, so get rid of it. It's get, not right and it's not okay. It's not. It's not. And oh my goodness. Okay, so let's get into this. this I still have some tea to spill on this one. This morning and I saw this mess. I was going to, I, I was it was early. I saw this around six in the morning, I think. Um so Daily Beast is one of those sites. It's like a BuzzFeed. It's like a box. Um, and they've been around for a good minute. And they've been, you know, somewhat whatever. I really don't read them that much. Um, but um, they decided to do a story about, you know, what, what the gays doing at the, at the, at the, what the gay athletes are doing up in the, at the Olympics. And for some reason, Nico Hines decided to, Lord, he decided to like talk about you know basically what they're doing and how they're using grinder but not only just that but he gets on grinder makes up an identity for himself you know just to get just to make this news but he did not realize that by doing all this he's you know basically kind of putting them out on blast you know basically out in these people we're just going about their business. You know, they trying to, I mean, these people have been, they've been training. They are doing all this extreme type of work. They're doing all this stuff like that. And if they want to, you know, go and bust it down, let them go do what they're going to do. That's their business. But for some reason, they thought it was a story that they needed to publish. So they went and wrote this story. And 
um, what was so funny about it was the first title. Did you see the first title? I saw. I read that. And I had to stop and read it again. Because I was like, wait a minute. Did he just... I was like, girl, yeah, he did. Uh, uh, the issue with me... The issue or issues that I had with this, uh, this story is one... You claim you're a straight man with a mar- uh, a straight married white man with a kid, and you're doing this. Why? A. B. We all know that it's on and popping at the Olympic Village. You got all those hot ass bodies and those uh, the, all that tos- testosterone and uh, estrogen pumping. People are fucking down there. That's just facts. But what kills me is, okay, you went to, you were talking about gay people. What about the heterosexual people? You didn't go to them. What about the lesbian and transgender people? You didn't go to them. So why all of why are you singling out gay men? And why is another this? Issue, yeah, go ahead. Another issue I had with it, once he was kind of, putting everybody's business out there oh i met this person from the new zealand team i met this person from the british team so it's nothing but a 10 minute search to narrow down who he might have been talking about yeah and these people might have not been out they're probably still closeted and like he said that he met a guy from kazakhstan you don't know you might have outed him and he has to go back to that country. He, you could have almost killed somebody yeah. by releasing a story like this. And that's like, not only is it sloppy journalism, it's not even journalism. It's this clickbait, oh, look at what the, the gay guys are doing, and I'm going to write a story about it. But, oh, I'm safe because I claim that I'm straight and married, so yeah. I don't have any kind of uh, blowback from it. Yeah, his- and it, it was just really sickening. Yeah, his privilege really showed in this, and it was very disgusting to me because I think about, yes, yes, these people are, they come from coastal countries that, that will kill you for being gay, that will imprison you for being gay. Um, they can lose everything. They can lose, they can probably never compete. If You know, who knows? They can lose a lot because of this, and I just felt like that he was just being insensitive by trying to be, you know, petty up with this information up. And what made me really, really mad was the fact that he had the nerve like the first title was i got three grinder dates in an hour in the olympic village that was the first title then they changed it into something else but that was the original title they try to get rid of it but you know how social media works we don't <laughs> nothing is scrubbed we have it all but to see that title that was the first thing that struck out to me was like how how why is this news? Like we all know, as you said, we all know stuff happens there. So why all of a sudden we needed to do this? And also, we just, we just had to get over, and we're not really over it. What happened in Florida? Forty nine people murdered in a place they thought they were being safe at, um, for who they are. And we and you just put out a silly ass article like this putting people in that same type of danger because when they're at, you know, at at the Olympic Village they're they're safe they're able to be themselves because they you know they they're around their peers 
and, right. you know, and everything else. They're they're able to be themselves. And for a lot of these people, this is a chance for them to kind of break out because, you know, they come from these places where they can't be themselves. And so this is the only place they got, you know, in some ways to be free. And then his raggedy ass going to sit up here and write this raggedy ass article. And I'm just like, dude, it does not have, like, and then he ain't Let's had nothing to say. That picture. Have you seen his uh, picture? <laughs> Who is throwing ass and dick around to him? Well, he's married, so somebody's giving him something. I mean, these you, the athletes are fine down there. So you mean to tell me you can't get no ass down there looking as fine as you are? Okay, girl. So, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm just... I'm just very bothered by the fact that this article even made the and the fact they still have it up. I think they still have it up and, and I think their editor in chief or whoever is trying to, you know, explain like why. I'm like, you can you don't need to explain. You just need to remove it. It doesn't even need to right. be there anymore. Because now you got this article up and people are playing the guessing game. And then they have to go back to their country and then deal uh-huh. with that mess. Like and, and they already have enough stress as it is right. trying to do these games. So I don't I, you know, Nico, you can, you, know, you can just stumble on up into a block of ice because it's if somebody, just. If it's somebody just, uh, commits suicide because of this, then him and the Daily Beast should be somehow negligible for that. Yeah, they should because be. Because he basically outed them. And some of these people, sure, not all of them are in these uh, third world countries, but still. Like, they have to go back to these countries and be ridiculed if they're not out. I mean, hell, sometimes even me and my partner, I get hesitant to hold his hand in public. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, it was it just really pissed me off. And I'm still pissed off about it, and somebody needs to pay for this. I hope that, I, I like that there's been some backlash to it. I like that there was a uh, one of the Olympians who is out. Um, actually did say some things. It was wonderful <laughs> that he even brought out what happened um, because it was ridiculous. And um, I think his name is Amini. Um, he, um, he's a swimmer, and he he just went off on Twitter, basically talked about how it's very horrible for them, and this is a very horrible thing, and, you know, this is... It's not funny, and I'm, I'm glad that people are speaking out about this because it is so ridiculous that that he, that he Nico thought this was newsworthy and he was able to do this. So, you know, I hope y'all get slammed for the all weekend, and I hope that makes y'all think twice about any other articles that you do in the future because this was unnecessary. And while we're on that, let's talk about the state of journalism for a second because... Well, it was either today or yesterday. There was pictures that leaked that uh, Malia Obama was smoking a blunt or some kind of a joint or whatever at some kind of concert. I first saw it. Uh, it was released. I saw the uh, article by Complex saying, oh, uh, Malia, what are you doing? Or something to that effect or whatever. I, I don't know verbatim. But then in the next the next day, there was like, oh, uh, we're not saying uh, that you need to be smoking weed, but da 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 da. I'm like, okay, so you motherfuckers broke the story in the first damn place, so now all of a sudden you're doing backpedaling? And anyway, even if she was smoking weed, her daddy smoked it and he's the president of the United States. 
Michael Phelps smoked in and he got how many gold medals? So it's not like she was doing a line of coke or doing meth and in the middle of an orgy. Like, calm down, y'all, and get a life. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 this it's this culture we're in now because think about it. You know, Twitter and Facebook, we have taken over where journalism has failed. And so they got to do something to stay relevant because we can tell a better story than that. I mean, think about how we reported Ferguson, how we reported things in Baton Rouge, how we reported things that happened in St. Louis. Um, and our, yeah, and everything else that's been going on, we've been better reporters than the reporters themselves. And I think that's what it is. They realize that, <laughs> you know, they need to do something to stay relevant. Um, and But the, what they're doing is being messy queens with these titles and putting, you know, not only just doing horrible journalism, but, you know, possibly putting people in danger um, because it's not completely fact-checked. It's not completely um, objective. And so, therefore, we have all of this foolishness out there. So they do need to do better. They should be doing better. Um, and so hopefully one day they will just to stop and just kind of go back to how it was, you know, tell us real stories and leave the trash to you know to the other magazines who like to do trash. And leave that to right. leave that to Cool Trash Magazine. <laughs> leave that to um, <laughs> National Enquirer. You know, leave that to them. But stop, stop doing stuff, and then have to go out and take it back. Just just stick to what you know. Stay in your lane. Exactly. I'm. You know, if you have a fuck ass opinion, I would respect you a little bit more if you stood by that fuck ass opinion instead of backpedaling and doing this. Oh, what I really meant to say was this, that, and the third. You know, it's just yeah. like go. First of all, go get you a hobby. Second of all, go get you a job. McDonald's yeah. is always hiring. And Wendy's too. So you know, make sure that you are <laughs> just, just, just a, get back to being great instead of being messy. That's what we need for y'all to do. And everything else, and so and, and the athletes for those who are out at you know, hopefully things will be okay for y'all, and hopefully there is some support for you while you're there because this was unnecessary. So, again, Daily Beast, you can burn in hell, Nico. I hope that you not only get fired or whatever they probably won't fire you, but I hope that you can't get work after this. I really do. I hope, I hope you foreclose on your house. <laughs> How about that, but, and trailers are available, so <laughs> we're gonna leave these little rag. Let raggedy folks alone, uh, and we're gonna move on to our big king issue today. So, we we want to talk about one of the things that has been very very important. I believe is very important within the queer world, especially queer geeks. I think this is something that a lot of us can connect on, um, and is very relevant to how we see things. I believe. And what we're going to do is talk about the one and only, truly outrageous, Jim. Yes, we are. You no, know, I am so excited about talking about Jim because I have been a fan ever since I saw it when I was, God, two years old. Um, and it's something about Jim. It always stuck around with me. I don't know if it's the fashion. I don't know if it's the, the music, the stories. But it always... It always made me somewhat safe to be, you know, that kind of queer person of color mm-hmm. geek. Um, 
Um, so, if you don't know, Jim is an 80s cartoon that was produced by Hasbro. Um, Hasbro uh, had a couple of shows that had came out, and so they wanted to make something towards girls. So, uh, Jim debuted as part of a, a block of cartoons. And when it was so successful, it kind of got its own kind of uh, uh, slot. Uh, so it revolves around this uh, business executive, Jerrica Benton. She is the owner of this uh, Starlight House where she has foster uh, kids. And uh, in addition to her, she has her sister, Kimber, and two other uh, ladies, Aja and Shayna, and later on, um, oh, Rhea. So they all support these kids. Uh, well, her uh, father, after he passed away, leaves her the business. And he also leaves her these holograms uh, and Synergy. And Synergy is the computer that he built to make the image of Jim. Now, also, there has to be some kind of rivalry. The business was also left to Eric Raymond, and Eric Raymond wanted to introduce the Misfits, which consisted of Pizzazz, Roxy, Stormer, and then later Jetta. And the Misfits and the uh, holograms go back and forth, back and forth. Uh, now, they also introduced Rio... Rio Pacheco, uh, I forgot his last name. Pacheco, yeah. Pacheco? Yeah. He was the love interest to Jim, well, Jerrica initially. Then he fell for Jim. Now, Rio didn't know that Jim was actually Jerrica. And there was this whole, is he going to find out? Is he not going to find out? Is she going to tell her? You know, that kind of thing. Uh and later on in the series, another band called the Stingers were introduced, and they consisted of Riot, Minx, and Rapture, and they were, they were it to me. They were so <laughs> it to me. Uh, so it was just a lot of, it was just so good to me. It was so fun to watch. Now, what were you, some of your favorite moments of watching jim i think and it's funny because when it came out i was when jim came out i was 10 and so i my sisters got the dolls but i remember i was so in love with the box art um because i was all about drawing at the time i was drawing my own comics i was drawing different types of pictures and i and i've come from the era of lisa frank so everything was all about drawing <laughs> and you know rainbows and all that good stuff but it was something about the box art of Jim that really just struck my attention and I love how each of the characters were drawn like to this day I wish I can I mean there's artists who can actually do that and I'm very tempted to have an artist just do me draw me in one of those pictures in some ways but I was always drawn to that and then when I watched the cartoon it was just something about the cartoon that was very uh, real because you know G.I. Joe and Transformers are things like it was so it was a different world for me but I think I feel like I was watching G.I. Joe and Transformers because I had to, as a boy, that I had to watch those. But Jim was what I felt more comfortable with that made me feel like I'm supposed to be watching this. I, 
it was made for me to watch. It was so many things that was so neat. It was a family element to it because it was really strong that you had Jerrica and Kimber and Aja and Shayna and, you know, they were basically sisters. They were all sisters because they grew up together um, and they only had each other. And so they, and then they had, you know, Jackie and they had Emmett, but they, you know, when they got older, it was pretty much them. And so I love the fact that they used um, that family, family element because they took care of these girls. They, you know, made sure they were going to school, had their clothes. I love that. I did enjoy the songs. I feel like some of the songs were very personal, but I also feel like some of the songs were like, you know, for older people. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like, like the messages was older. Like I remember like, that one song, I Can't Get My Love Together, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I understood it because I felt like, you know, here I was, and I can't get nobody to like me. So it's like that. But I mean, there were so many songs. They had some of the greatest songs, I believe. Um, Jim had some of those. There was just so much, like, in the lyrics. Like, I love Jealousy. I love I Got My Eye on You. Um, I love um, We Can Make a Difference. That one when yep. I went down to whatever they were in, in Texas, that was to me that song is the song, because Jam song a heart out in that song. I love it. Um, there were so many songs that they had that was so great, and I just loved it so much. And I loved the Misfits because the Misfits, oh my God, the Misfits were just they was what I wanted to be. Like I wanted to be that that just that just that crazy and that and just that uncaring because again. You, Growing up where you just did not know who you were, you maybe you were teased. I love the the chutzpah of the misfits because it was the way Pizzazz was. How she Pizzazz didn't give no shits. She didn't. She didn't give no Fs at all. And I wanted to be I wanted to be that. I wanted to be someone that just walked around like, you know, like, who are you to me? And you know, part of me did adopt that as a thirteen, fourteen year old because, you know, here I was already being teased for being this weird queer kid and I loved Pizzazz that she had these crazy fashions and yeah Pizzazz was the worst but I love the fact that she was basically balls out I don't give a crap you need to understand who I am like she was <laughs> the one you did not mess with her and I love that I love her demeanor I love that about her because that's what I wanted to be like I wanted to be um, someone that just did not care what others thought and I can still, you know, run this and handle my business and, you know, you may not like me, but you will respect me. I kinda like I that's what I got right. from her as a character as, as a as a young teen. And it was just amazing to me. Like I like I love that character so much and so that's why I really love the misfits. Like I mean I love holograms too, but the misfits taught me a lot about being proud or being really proud of who you are and standing up for yourself so i mean right. and that's kind of weird but i know that's what they got, i got from them um also i got my love for fashion because i wanted to be a designer yes and i used to yeah. i used to draw a lot of designs based on that like i i created I don't know. I created a group called Lace, <laughs> like three girls called Lace. Because back in the, also in the eighties, it was you know there was a lot of you know girl groups like Expose, Cover Girls, Good Girls, um, Vanity Six, Sweet Sensation. There was so many of these girl groups, 
um, 9.99.9. It was so, it was so many of these groups out and I just felt like, okay, I'm going to draw my own girls and they're going to call them Lace. And then I'm going to dress them up. And then I was creating stories for them like Lace is going to appear in Memphis or they're going to Paducah. <laughs> but the outfits have to be this way. And I and I really got caught up in that to the point I, I was designing. And, I was, and my goal was to be a designer for many years, but they changed um, when I, once I got to college. But my plan was to be a designer. And I even won a scholarship for it. And someone asked me, like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. So I, I mean, what they said, what was your inspiration? Because I drew this thing called Shy Violet. And they were all, it was three women in these provocative outfits that were purple. And I said, my inspirations are Gemini holograms, prostitutes, and prints. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was, I was just so influenced by them. And like you, I love the stingers sound. I love the way they look. I loved those uh, exaggerated shoulders. Yeah. Like I like like you, I love the fashion in it and not from a, a design aspect, but from mm-hmm. a uh, a stylist point of view. Yeah. Like uh Shayna was the stylist and the designer for the holograms. Yeah. So I loved how she how they placed the clothes on them and how they they just look so good. Yeah. And I know one of my favorite outfits is one that Aja wears. Is a uh, is the white and red kind of uh, like exaggerated pants and an yeah. open blouse yeah. and a red hat. Yeah. That is it to me. Yes, they oh did. My. They had some wonderful outfits. I know that was Aja had. There was a particular one. She had like this jacket. And her hair was on a ponytail. But it was in that ponytail where half of it was in the ponytail, the rest of it was down. I loved that yes, outfit. Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. I loved, <laughs> um, oh, I love, okay, okay. Um, Roxy. Roxy in the video um, Universal Appeal had this dress where it's split on the side. And that has always stuck in. I used to do a lot of Oh, yes. I used it to had do, those big shoulders. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> and when you look at it, you're like, it, when you look at what they're wearing in the video, it does not make sense, but it makes sense. And I love right. that dress. I, I think I used to design, many of my dresses had splits in them because of that. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love Mink's hat. I love the fact that she had all that hair and that hat. Mink's was rocking that uh, Beyonce lemonade hat before Beyonce. I know. Uh, Mink's is the original hipster, everybody. <laughs> Mink's is the original hipster. Um, Pizzazz had some great outfits too. I love the outfits they wore and how does it feel video. It was all black, but it was a different type of black with a little bit yes. of color. I love that because the video show showcased each of their looks, and I was like, I love that. I love the way they looked, and that and Jim has some good outfits too. I like, I like the, you know, the glitter and gold outfit was just so interesting to me because I've never seen anything like that. It was that big cascade like. Yeah, that old nasty feather boa yeah, was, and that big old hair and that all that gold and it was uh, almost like she was wearing a corset and it was split down the middle of the skirt. Yes. Whoa. Yes, I. It, it was just something about that look that I loved. I also love what she had on this jumpsuit with this red belt and and another boa. She did another one with a boa. <laughs> and I was like, yo. And it's like it's funny because I have that. I there. If you again the box art, the box art sold so much of the fashion to me, because I remember my sister had the posters, 
and you were able to like look at all of that stuff and just go like, oh my god, um, another dress that Jim had was Broadway Magic when that that all that feathery oh, stuff on the yeah. side that was like really neat. They just had, had that ruching. Yeah. They yeah. all had just amazing. They was given outfits. looks. Uh did you notice, did you ever catch like um it's particularly evident in um the deception video mm-hmm. how Jerrica is dressed in that I wanna say it's like a bronze and green outfit, mm-hmm. but then Jim has the same colors and she is wearing a uh it's almost like a it's a dress but the same color wearing green stockings yes they usually played off one another yeah um, if you uh caught that um i did I, I love that i love that i like jerica had kind of that incognito kind of like you know like these like weird like hoods and hats and things like that i mean it was mostly for the hide the pink for the, <laughs> the hair the, right. the doll but I like those outfits because it was just so much about Jerrica's outfit that was kind of like really business, 80s. Um, but I loved it. I even loved when um, Stormer, not Stormer, when Kimber broke out for a moment when she left and her and Kimber joined up. But I like, no, I'm wrong. When Stormer, I keep getting them. Yeah, it was Stormer and Kimber. Yeah, it was Stormer and Kimber. I like the outfits they wore when they were kind of on their own. But I also love when Kimber... Um, and the scandal episode became the bad girl. Yes. And I just <laughs> love that look because it was just so amazing. And actually, you can get that particular doll if you really, if people want it, you can go to um, integritydolls.com. You can get that doll. Um, or go to eBay. Oh, wow. But, but if you want, but eBay, you have to pay some money for that. But those dolls, um, that doll is neat because it represents that outfit. And um, Jetta, I love Jetta's hair. Jetta had that big whole mess nasty, of a nasty hair. Euro, Euro trash hair. I loved it. I was like, whoa! And I and, and I found myself using that hair design when I was doing designs. And so uh-huh. things. It was just so big, and I just loved the way they did that. Um, do, do you remember the uh, the outfits when they uh, the Journey Through Time episode where they went back into I would say the 1940s and they were all kind of uh yeah those i loved how they styled the hair it was just so of that era yeah uh it was oh those outfits i love i think those were my favorite outfits yeah i like when they did that because it they mixed in the looks you know with the fishnet around the fishnets around the hair um mm-hmm. all that stuff too um stormer has some great outfits too i i think one of the outfits i really love from her is from um Last resorts, their skiing outfits were really neat. Um, yes. I there was in Jam Jam. She had this outfit where she had these like this feather top. It was like a, like these two feathers from the one part of her dress that it just sticks out to me that I used to love that look and it was like a feather bottom. You can see that dress in um, Jam Jam and also in the video. There's a melody playing because she has it on as well. Like she always had some glamorous outfits, and it was funny because when you thought about that time, they wore, like, they were kind of the mix of like. Because somebody asked me, what would they like? Who were they supposed to be if they were real in the eighties? And I was like, that's a good question because there was so much you could do. Like, no artist at the time was particular one particular like one didn't have one particular look per se. Right. They all kind of blend in with different things. 
like now, like what could you get? I mean, you get Beyonce. She she plays around different looks, and you get um, Rihanna that plays around different looks. Um, even Gaga to some degree. Gaga to me, I feel like Gaga secretly watched Jim <laughs> hologram. Right. Even though she's toned it down, yeah. she still has that. She was a misfit. She pulled back the craziness, but now she's umped up the uh, the sophistication of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So she's all the crazy costumes are going. Uh, but she's turned up the sophistication. And that's the, the same could be said about Nicki Minaj. You know, when she initially came out, she was over the top crazy yeah. with the outfits. But now she's toned it down more sophisticated as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the diversity in the series. Because not only did you have a black woman as one of the mains, as uh, Shayna... You yeah. had an Asian and Aja, and then you had a Hispanic later on and Raya. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a really good time during the eighties to show all of that diversity yeah. to little girls and boys to show that you can be a successful uh, musician, a successful designer, and still represent who you are. Yeah, um, I thought that was very important. Uh, during the 80s. I love that. And what I what I do kind of hate, though, I hate that they couldn't make Jetta black. Um, in the original plan, um, Christy Marks said that, and Christy Marks is the creator of Jim, um, she wanted Jetta to be black. But at that time, they were told to not make minorities. The villains, villains. yeah. So she couldn't make it, but they did change her in the comic because there's a Gemini hologram comic now that's really good. If you haven't seen it yet, y'all need to check it out. It's really great. Um, where she is black. And so it's really great um, to see that because I would have liked to see the black Jetta back in that day. Um, right. Because it would have been fun. Again, I think it's great to have people of color as villains. Um, because especially well, let me rephrase that because some people were depicted as villains only, but it would be nice to kind of you know for for us as black people to see we can be diverse in different roles. Exactly. Uh, so right. I mean, so again, I know there was some there was some races that were that were depicted as horrible enemies. Like I think about how they treated Asians and Middle Eastern people as the enemy, but um, I would have like to see a little bit diversity in a different sense when it comes to black people that we could be villains too i think that would be kind of interesting to see but um another i also love the fact that the 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 starlight girls were um diverse because you had like there was two black girls um there was chrissy and i can't remember the other girl's name then it was bonnie who was vietnamese um Uh and there was another person another girl who was asian as well as, and they had, you know, the white girls too, but I like that they had a diversity of the girls living there. It was, it was just wonderful to see that too. I like the fact that the gem stories were very realistic. Well, they were realistic to me because I feel like, you know, it was, again, going through things, you know, your crushes, um, trying to be liked, trying to be, you know, successful, trying to be something when you were young. A lot of those episodes really stuck out to me. Um, the character I used to always feel so bad for was Clash. I love, actually, I love Clash look too. Clash. Oh like, yeah, she that, that nasty was... ponytail, side ponytail. She had a little rat hair, whatever. Oh yeah. Was. <laughs> she was serving looks, and the, the uh, there was an episode. Oh, um, which was it? It was the I think 
the last episode she was in where uh, she was trying to infiltrate the holograms by yeah. being uh, somebody else, and uh, they had to get to the studio. And oh god, the name of the episode is killing me. But uh, she basically failed at her plan. Yeah. And she's running down the street with the uh, the misfits car. Uh, in front of her and she's like I know what it takes to be a misfit won't you give me one last chance and they're driving off la- uh, laughing at her and that was really sad because we know we've all felt like yeah. you know the sting of people being assholes yeah. um, another uh, really tearing part uh, was when uh, on Out of the Past where uh, they're doing some cleanup in the attic and they uh, run across Emmett's uh, diary yeah. and they're t- he's telling basically how he developed Jim yeah. uh, uh, and basically set himself, set uh, all the girls up to live a, a better life and uh, the part where he's talking about the last time he saw Jackie Benton and then she got killed on the airplane crash mm-hmm. and that was one that is literally one of the saddest scenes i've seen in a cartoon or sitcom yeah because i think about because it was because jerica took that to heart because she was mad at her mother for leaving mm-hmm. and she always felt that you know she her mother didn't know that she loved her and that was i mean watching that's i love that episode it, it makes me i do cry when i see it because it's very personal because those of us who like you know i didn't know my father my father died when i was young so I really didn't know him. So to not know one of your parents or to lose them, you know, that episode was very strong. And But it showed how they stuck together, how they, you know, they rised above it. But also what beautiful parents they had. They had Emmett yeah. and they had Jackie. And Jackie is the reason why Jim exists, uh, which made me so... This is why I hated the Jim movie so much. Because <laughs> they... They did not even talk about Jackie. They focused on the father. And I'm like, yeah, he created Jim, but it was really Jackie. Jackie is the only reason, the only reason why Jim exists. Like, I, I even wrote about that, how I was so mad. I was like, how dare you? How dare Synergy you? Synergy was made in the image of Jackie. Yes, the likeness of her. And you didn't even mention Jackie? I was like, okay. And I was like, you can't, you can't talk about Jim without Jackie because Jackie wore... She had the Gemstar earring that was a necklace. That's where that came yeah. from. The singing that came from her. So I'm just like, you know, when you, if y'all, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have no idea what we're talking about, you can watch Gem. Uh, I think you can still watch it on Netflix. Or if you can't, you can yeah. find it somewhere. Um, this cartoon was so much because it was so much, it was just so much going on in it. But this particular episode, Out of the Past, was just. Um, it was tough to watch. Yeah, it was tough to watch, but it gave you. It was a. It was in the last season because they had three seasons. It was in the last season um, mm-hmm. because they really showed you um, what this was all about. You know who they are and why they are who they are t- today. You know, and so that's yeah. why I was like, that was the one of the best episodes. And speaking of that, like, like, what what were I'm your? Like the, uh, oh, go ahead. The episode uh, riots hope. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what are your top five episodes? Top five episodes? Okay. Um, 
top five episodes, this is in no particular order. Uh, Island of Deception. Okay. I love that. Uh, when they fall off the boat, then yeah. when the music is playing, like, I don't, uh, I don't think people realize how good that music, when there's some kind of danger, yeah. how it ramps up and ramps up. Yeah. That is, like, stellar to me. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Island of Deception, Glitter and Gold, uh, Journey Through Time, uh, Riot's Hope, and uh, Miss Summer's Night Madness. Yeah, Miss Summer's Night Madness is one of my favorites. Oh, can I do five? Because I think I have so much more. I don't know if I can do that. Miss Summer's Night Madness, um, the first Star Bright. Okay. That one. Um, Out of the Past. The Stingers Are in Town. Um, and Rock Fashion Book. Cause they, they gave us that six song, uh, We're Off and Running. By yeah, the I, I love that. That's what's wondering. I love that song. And Coming Into Water's Fine was in that one. Um, and the World Hunger Shame Dig. Because, okay. of, um, that, because of that song, We Can Make a Difference. I mean, there's yeah. so much more, and I'm and I and I, 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 I don't even feel comfortable with that list that I just made. Right, because you know, next, in the next five minutes, I'm gonna have to change mine. Yeah, because it's like there's so much more in it, but it was because I, I, I love Scandal because it because Scandal um, reminded us again, Kimber Kimber is just more than just the sister and just the keyboard player. She's the writer of all their songs, and she is someone who has you know she's not just a flighty teenage girl. Because apparently what I learned is that all of them were around 24 years old and she was like 19 because she just graduated from high school. So she was like the youngest, maybe 19, maybe 20, but the rest of them were like, you know, in their 24, 25. Um, so I, I like that one and this is another one too. Again, there's so many episodes. So, you know, if yeah. y'all... If any gym fans are really listening, we would love to hear what were your favorite episodes and outfits, and because we can do this all day. Um, Listen, we haven't even talked about the singers. Like there were some legitimate stars yeah. singing these uh, vocals. Like for instance, uh, for the singers, the woman who uh, sang uh, for Rapture, mm. uh, her name was Vicky Sue Robinson. Mm. She actually sang for Rapture and Minx, so she did yes. the harmonies. And she's like a she was a big disco singer. Yeah, she did turn the around. beat around. Yeah. Um, for Bonnie, there was actually a little boy that sang yeah. her voice. Uh, mm-hmm. He grew up. He's uh, his name is Ari Gold, and mm-hmm. he's a a good a big time singer. Yeah. He's got some good songs out. Yeah. Um, of course, you have Britta Phillips that did Jim. Uh, and Samantha Newark, she did a little bit of singing. She also did the speaking voice of Jim. Yeah. And I know you've got to uh, meet her. Yeah, I've met uh, her. We, um, I saw her at this last Comic Con. We talked again. It was good to see her. She was so popular. She is still so popular. And, and that just speaks to what Jim represents. I mean, when I was at Comic Con, the first time I met her was I was just so ecstatic and I and I had a conversation with her about how much I loved it. And I didn't want to be like that person, but I I had to tell her how much I, I had loved to. It. <laughs> um, and I know she was here. She just livened up the prison booth. She was at the prison booth and just livened it up. Everybody was there, but just to see, I love the fact that you saw all these men, all these gay boys, 
who grew up with her, you know, just there. And some of them were in tears. Some of them were wearing, some were in drag. Some of them were just, you know, just excited to touch her because, again, this cartoon touched a lot of us. A yeah. lot of us gay boys. And, and, and a lot of a lot of you queer people, too. Like, you know, um, trans community, lesbians. It touched everybody because I know Aja is considered a lesbian. Because <laughs> yes. uh, she was know, a tomboy. And Roxy, too, was considered a lesbian. I think if this, this, this uh, cartoon was supposed to be out, was out right now, that Riot would probably be, like, bisexual. Yeah, he would be, he would, or he would be just... Non-conforming. I think he'd be non-conforming. Yeah. And you know what? In this comic, this, like he's they're about to start the stingers in the comic. He could be. Because in the comic, if you're not reading the comic, y'all, I need to get into the comic. In the comic, Stormer and Kimber are gay and they are dating. Um, Blaze is trans and she's another member of the Misfits. She's best friends with Clash. Um, so they have just changed it all up for you in this comic book. But yes, um, as you know, it, just again, just to see the fans, how much they love this. And I know you, you met Samantha yourself too. How was that for you? Yeah. I, I met her this year uh, at our Comic Con. Um, I knew she, when I found out she was going to be there, I was like, okay, I have got to meet her. So when, when I walked up to the booth, I was like holding back tears because it was like meeting it was like meaning a legend to me because mm-hmm. uh, I identified with the cartoon. I loved it so much, and she was just so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, she, it was crazy how nice she was, and I got a picture with her. I talked to her. I know that one of her favorite songs was Only the Beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was using uh, even the Sephora uh, did a line of Jim and Holograms makeup. She was using that. It was just really magical to me. Yeah. And of course, because music is magic, um, it was. I I love this cartoon. This is one of my favorite cartoons of all time, bar none. Yeah, it's a great cartoon to go to. You know, it's also one of those like if you just want to just decompress. It's just fun to watch it and just and, and how much you remember certain parts of the scene and certain movements and certain things in it or certain lines. Like it's so great to like just look at it because I always get this cheery piece every time I watch on this. So, you know, I, you know, Jim, Jim is, you know, Jim is the gay boy favorite. I I have to say it is, it was something that we needed to watch. I think it was a, I think it was a great show for many gay boys to watch because it helped you kind of, it helped me, you know, accept the fact that, that this part of me exists and it was great and it felt great. And I, and I always thank this cartoon for that. And, um, it, it, I, I again, I can just go on it all day, right? But it's just. Do you remember uh, the episode where um, the little girl, the, the new girl, her name was Laura. Yeah. And she got, actually got hooked on drugs. Yeah. Like you had never seen that in a cartoon before, yeah. and that, like the love story behind Jim, Jerica, and Rio, and then later Riot. I mean, this was uh, some adult shit that they were talking about. This was like one of the best soap operas there. I remember somebody was like, you got Days of Our Lives, God in Light, and Jim. Like, I was like, I know. It's (laughs) it's amazing. And I I always loved Jenny. I always loved Synergy. I loved Synergy's voice. Um, Just something about Synergy's voice was very soothing and calm. And again, she was supposed to be, you know, the likeness of her mother. So I I think that's what her purpose was, is to kind of help guide the girls. Um... 
just do more than just change their clothes, but actually guide them to. And I really love that about Synergy, um, just because she was. I hate it when you got the doll. It was this little keyboard <laughs> thing of Synergy. Um, but um, I, I, I just thought that was a very neat concept. That Synergy was what changed them and kept them together. Um, so yeah, I mean, y'all, if y'all, we can't talk about this enough. If y'all have not seen this cartoon. <laughs> Just go and see it. Google Jim and Hologram Fashions. Just sit there and look at all these. Facts. Go to Prancetron. Prancetron, that website has every look they ever had. Every look to every look they had when it was worn in the episodes. And, what mm-hmm. and, you know, everything. Every song, too. And so, listen, I can bust out and sing damn near all the songs on here. So, I mean, yes, we can and, start with, like, Destiny. The dreams I dream my destined to be. I can see. The future, and I'm satisfied. I'm like these. They were giving us hits. They were, and you don't want it. You don't want it from the thing. No, now. and that's why that movie ruined it for everybody. But you know, we don't have to worry about that anymore because that movie tanks. And you know why it tanked? Because they did not respect the. They didn't respect what Jam is, and that's what happens when you piss us off. You uh-huh. don't get any profit. You get nothing. So I'm, you know, to this day, I'm, I, 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 I just. Grin with glee, thinking how we ruined that movie, and we, we and we ruined it out of love. That's why I tell people we ruined this movie out of love because we loved this so much that we was not gonna let some raggedy ass movie be, become the new voice of that. I'm glad it tanked because if it comes back in the future, somebody's gonna have to get it right. Because I remember I was sitting there thinking Drew Barrymore could have directed this because she's a director. Like, she would have been yeah. great. She was big in the 80s as a kid. She would know this stuff. Who else could have done that this? That would have been so awesome. It would have, I thought she would have been, because I remember we're like, who would have been a better director? I was like, Drew Barrymore probably could have directed this. It would have been girly. It would have been fun. It would have been um, 80s. It would have been all that. Because I personally believe it should be in the 80s. I mean, the comic book takes place now. But it would have been fun, you know, if we would have saw it from an 80s perspective. Um, just to play around with the outfits and the looks and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I can't say enough about Jim. Hell, I might go watch an episode now and just, yes. you know, sing to myself. I'm telling you, the box art alone was just the drawings of like when you look at when you look at the dolls, and they had like the art. I was like, oh my god, look at this look. And also, you can look at. Prince of Toronto has the original box art. Also has the design patterns of all of the outfits. So it's really neat just to just look back and just kind of get lost in the in the beautiful madness of Jim. <laughs> because, like, right. It's just. Do you remember the PSAs that they had at the end? Yeah. That uh, doing this will uh, will save you from the end. You might be a, a, a superstar. Yeah. Yeah, she was. I mean, you. It's what made us who we are today. Yeah, that's what I do believe. And like I said, when you see, when Samantha is there and you see the gay fans line up to see her, like I said, to watch that to me always makes me tear up because I'm looking at these these guys and I was talking to some of them too and they were like, and they, you know, they got really passionate about it because they were like, you know, this was my only outlet I had because, you know, I'm around my brothers and I had to be this way but when I was, you know, everybody was gone and I would secretly videotape it and watch it. They it was their chance to be themselves, uh-huh. and it's and that's it, it's just 
it's beautiful and sad at the same time because it's like this this was the the cartoon that allow us to be ourselves and just be free and feel free so yeah yes jam 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 all right y'all we got we are we're we we have to close this out we we can just keep going but y'all so that's our episode this week um check us out we are everywhere you can check us out on twitter we have the megasheen and we have megasheen pod so join both of those if you like like jam and jerica we are one and the same so please <laughs> do that we are talking about so many things on both of the twitters so do that also go to our website the megasheen we're putting up articles and things our latest article is talking about the We'll talk about this probably a little bit later too, but the new movie called um, Moonlight that is showcasing being black and gay. So yeah, we, have, we have a little we have trailer up about that. So we will be talking about that. And also we kind of got into who would be great actors to play Black Manta. So that's another article that kind of got um, retweeted a lot recently too. And now we have a Facebook, The Megasheen, the Facebook. So look us up on Facebook um, and, and follow us yeah. there too. We had... I, I, less than 24 hours we had a thousand looks at us so I was really surprised yeah. to see that so we were very happy getting that happy. name out there yeah and we, like I said before we were doing this for queer geeks of color we we're doing this for us to have a space and a place to kind of talk and be zany um, and if you are interested in writing or you want to just have you have an opinion you want to share it you want to we'll post it we'll put it up there again this is a place for us so if you have anything you want to do talk about gaming all that great stuff let us know you can hit us up on twitter because we're there or you can send us an email um at megasheen6 at um gmail.com yeah yeah uh couple of things uh i am in progress uh, of writing and a review of No Man's Sky that's oh. going to probably take a little bit because this game is something else. Oh um, on the 25th of August, we're going to team up with the Black Girl Nerds and do a live tweet of RuPaul's Drag Race, the All-Star 2 uh, episode that begins. Uh, we're going to use the hashtag, hashtag drag y'all. So if you want to join in, uh, Follow, use that hashtag and join in on the Kiki. Um, I think that's all I have for tonight. Yes, um, and also on a side note, um, personally, I have a new web comic. It's called Strange Lore. We launched it um, on Wednesday and had over a thousand looks on that within yes. within a few hours, and I love it. And and shout out to. I'm a friend of mine, Phil Jimenez, who, if you know him, he is an artist over at DC. He just released, um, his art can be seen as Superwoman right now in that comic, but he is known for giving us some great Wonder Woman stories and art um, for years now, and he gave a shout out to um, to the my, my web series, so I really appreciated that, and shout out to my friends Peter and them for doing that too. Um, it's you know, it's just, I think it's a great time right now. We got stuff going on, you know, and so I'm excited for everything. And shout out for y'all who are joining us and retweeting us on Twitter and joining our Facebook, too, because that was also great to see um, a lot of y'all taking a look at it, joining us, following us, 
Um, and also going on the website, our website, people have been looking at it too. I looked at some of those statistics and um, even though you don't, even you don't have to comment and that's good. We have, uh, you know, some people want to comment, some people didn't, but we had tons of looks at certain articles too. So I, you know, this is great. I'm enjoying this right now. And I, and you know, this again, Megasheen is for, it's for the babies. <laughs> it's for the generations. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. So I think with that being said, we'll catch y'all later. Yes, we'll catch y'all later. Be safe. Have a good weekend. Um, and we'll be back soon. Take care. All right. Bye.